Hello and welcome to the 1,236 new members of the Curiosity Tribe who have joined us since Friday. Join the 46,076 others who are receiving high-signal, curiosity-inducing content every single week. Today's newsletter is brought to you by 8Sleep. The 8Sleep Pod Pro has legitimately changed my life. Sleep is the secret of the world's top performers. Thousands of the world's greatest CEOs, investors, and operators, and this humble newsletter writer, rely on the 8Sleep Pod Pro to power their performance. It has patented technology to help you sleep at the perfect temperature all night, which research has shown can make you fall asleep faster and sleep deeper, so you can wake up energized to attack the day. As a special offer, for a limited time, Curiosity Chronicle subscribers can use the special link in the newsletter to get $250 off on their first 8sleep purchase. Check them out at 8sleep.com. Now, on to the newsletter. The Cantillon Effect. How the rich get richer. The Cantillon Effect is the most important economic concept you've likely never heard of. In today's newsletter, I'd like to fix that. Here's a simple breakdown of the Cantillon Effect. What it is, how it's relevant today, and why you should care. A bit of background. Richard Cantillon was an Irish-French economist and philosopher born in the 1680s. He is something of a mystery man. Not much is known about his life. Early in his career, he achieved material success as a banker and merchant, success that historians have attributed to the formidable political and business connections Cantillon made through his family and employer. This fact would prove relevant to his work later in life. At a young age, he had learned of the impact and importance of proximity to power. In the early 1700s, Cantillon is believed to have accumulated significant wealth through speculation in a variety of ventures, including John Law's infamous Mississippi Company, which would collapse spectacularly. You can see my thread on that for more. Around 1730, influenced by his experience to date, Cantillon wrote a paper, Essai sur la nature du commerce en général, translation, Essay on the Nature of Commerce in General today considered a foundational work in the study of political economy. It is a broad, overarching paper with significant contributions to the study of economics. While it achieved wide circulation in manuscript form, it was not published until 1755, well after his death in a house fire in 1734. The Cantillon Effect While recognized for a variety of insights and contributions, Assai is most well known for its discussion of the distributional consequences of new money creation and the concept of relative inflation. In the paper, Cantillon posited that the early recipients of new money entering an economy will benefit more significantly than those it trickles down to. In other words, the flow path of the new money through a system matters. In 18th century terms, Cantillon effectively observed that those closest to the king, the source of money and power of the era, benefited first when new money entered the economy. In the 18th century, proximity to money and power really mattered. Broadly speaking, Cantillon noted that new money creates disproportionate effects based on where it enters the system. The Cantillon effect was born. A simple illustration. To bring this theory to life, let's walk through a very simple story to illustrate Cantillon's central point. Imagine you live in a tiny, enclosed island society. One morning, you wake up to find a small package on your doorstep. You open it up and gasp. 
It has a million dollars in it. Great, but now what? No one else knows you received this package. You now secretly have one million new dollars. Naturally, you start spending it, and maybe investing it, quickly. Prices are still low because no one knows these new dollars exist yet. Your standard of living improves rapidly. You buy yourself the nicest house, the most beautiful clothes, and a bunch of land. But now, the other island inhabitants start to see and feel this new money flowing through the system. Prices begin to rise as demand surges, but supply has yet to catch up to the new consumption. It takes time for supply to ramp. So while the new money improved your life, it didn't benefit others in the same way. The sellers of the goods who received your cash now face rising prices when they consume. The workers who produce the goods who earned wages from the sellers similarly face rising prices despite stagnant wages. You benefited materially from the new money, but they didn't. There were distributional effects. The flow path of the new money mattered. This is, quite obviously, an ultra-simplified example, but it gets at the essence of the problem that Cantillon highlighted almost 300 years ago. Proximity to the source of new money is relevant. The entry point and flow path have distributional consequences. But why should you care about all of this today? The Cantillon Effect in Action Well, with the money-printing activity of central banks globally and an ever-expanding wealth inequality problem, see the chart in the newsletter, mentions of the Cantillon effect have accelerated. It's a useful framework through which to evaluate the monetary and fiscal response to COVID and any future inevitable crises. The simplistic view of what I see today, the Federal Reserve's escalating asset purchases have an injection point at the top. Direct stimulus checks, on the other hand, have an injection point at the bottom. The former was much larger dollars than the latter, four and a half trillion or so versus 400 billion or so. Look at this chart that's in the newsletter of the Fed's balance sheet over time, where you can see the spike since COVID halted our economy in March 2020. The asset purchases and rock bottom interest rates, among other things, generally benefit asset owners, the wealthy. Those with a significant portion of their net worth in equities, real estate, or similar assets have benefited tremendously over the last 18 months. Wage earners, who received some degree of support via direct stimulus but did not benefit in the same way from the asset appreciation, are seemingly getting the short end of the stick. Inflation, particularly across food and energy prices, will have a disproportionate impact on their standard of living. See the newsletter for several headlines and charts related to this fact. Note, to be sure, the drivers of this inflation that we're currently experiencing are complex and multifaceted. See my pieces on the supply chain disarray and energy crisis as examples. But surging demand from a glut of money in the system appears to be at least a contributing factor. Conclusion By now, everyone has heard that inflation is running hot in the U.S. But perhaps more importantly, it's also running disproportionately hot as exhibited by the chart from Bloomberg this week, which shows inflation across a variety of states. See the newsletter for the image. So what do you think? Was Cantillon right? Are there clear distributional consequences to these new money policies that must be considered? And if so, what can we do about it? I hope this piece provides you with a solid foundation of understanding on the Cantillon effect. My goal is for this to be educational, not political. In my view, 
This should not be a political debate. It should be a grounded discussion we all have when we consider the impact of various monetary and fiscal policies proposed by our leaders. I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment in the newsletter, and I'll be sure to respond. That does it for today's newsletter. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll join the 46,000-plus others who are receiving this high-signal, curiosity-inducing content every single week. And as always, until next time, stay curious, friends.